What is going on, everyone? I'm back. Talk about a little bit of basketball. A lot's happened within the past week. First of all, my Twitter at MoneyMan2J. I don't really use it that much, but hey, it's there anyway. You want to follow me, whatever. I don't care. Um, first of all, this past week, I went to an NBA game. I went to the Wizards and Cavaliers game. And um, I, I noticed a lot, you know, when I, I'm starting to analyze basketball a little bit more, look at basketball historically and, you know, comparing it to basketball today. What is it like looking at basketball, how it was growing up, how I see it today. It's just, it's a completely different game. Um, the one thing I noticed a lot, there were a lot more three-point attempts by players. Um, three, you know, three-point shots just seem to be the thing now. Uh, wide open I guess, you know, defense leading, leaving the offense wide open seems to be just a big thing now um, within basketball. For some, well, I, don't, I think I'm figuring out the reason now, um, and I'll get to that a little bit later, but um, even LeBron was shooting threes, especially at the beginning of the third quarter. From what I remember, uh, LeBron was going off. Uh, he scored at least four threes before he started missing. For that whole game, he scored 34 points. Kyrie Irving also went off with 32 points. J.R. Smith also went off with 25 points. Overall, it was a good game for the Cavaliers. You know, happy for them. I am a LeBron fan. I admit that openly. I'm a LeBron fan. You know, not necessarily going for the Cavaliers, but LeBron, one of my favorite players. I watched him growing up, favorite player through middle school, high school, even still to the day. The Wizards, on the other hand, are looking like complete garbage. They're, tra they're trash. It's it's looking awful for them. Um, first of all, there's a problem. Um, one of their problems is Bradley Beal. Uh, once in a while, John Wall, but mostly Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal is extremely injury prone. Um, and there have been multiple times where he has, um, you know, he's needed to be, you know, necessary. He's needed to start for us. We needed him. And he just hasn't been there. Um, he's always, it always seems like he's injured. Um, the Earlier this season, the first time he was injured, I'm looking right here, uh, was November 10th versus Oklahoma City, uh, November 14th against Orlando, and November 17th against Milwaukee. He did not play, period. And then the game after, uh, when he came back against Detroit, he played limited minutes before going back to longer games. And then he, um, again, got injured on December 11th, 2015. Uh, which was uh, which was the game against the New Orleans Pelicans, um, and he's been injured ever since. And um, to me, Bradley Beal is a vital part of the team. He's a decent player. He's a rising star. You know, he's improving, but he's not he's not reliable. I'll say he's not very reliable. He's always he's always injured. Literally always injured and the last report that came out he said it said it will be he'll be out for two to four weeks with a leg injury um it's been four weeks and he's as far as i know still out still no real update i'm going to see if i can find anything that states um you know he'll be returning okay so here's an article from nba.com where he had an interview saying he's close to returning um Honestly, with how injury prone he is, 
he just he might have to go. We might just need to start looking for a replacement uh, because it's uh, ridiculous. Uh, according to Randy Whitman, um, he, this was back in January 8th. This did not actually occur. They were hoping he would... Um, actually, they said he would go on the trip with them down to Orlando, um, which he probably went on the trip. Um, they'll see his condition. Of course, he still hasn't returned. Um Last season, according to this article, also, he was out from February 6th to February 27th. That's just about a whole month. It's crazy. It's crazy how injury-prone this guy is. Um, I hope, of course, the best for him. Um, but I honestly think we need to be looking elsewhere. Also, another player on the Wizards who I have real high hopes for. Um, is Otto Porter. And um, Otto Porter last season was a player that I despised. It was a player that I didn't like. Um, to me, he wasn't living up to, I guess, the hype. But um, the playoffs last year told me otherwise with his um, level of playing just suddenly uh, increased. Um, it was like something clicked in his head and he started getting it. And he improved. And it was great to see, of course, the Wizards didn't make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, even though I believe that Pierce shot was a, you know, was shot before the clock went out. Um, but they didn't make it to the Eastern Conference Finals last year. But anyway, Otto Porter is another player who's improved significantly this season. He's gone from 6 points per game last season to 12.5 points per game this season, around that up to 13. Um, he's had an increase in steals. He's had, had an increase in assists. He's had an increase in rebounding. Um, he's also had an increase in games started. Um, he's starting more games now. Um, the Wizards are starting to trust him more, um, playing more minutes. Uh, so I want to see him improve. I want him to move up into, I guess he'll be our small forward, so we'll have to find a different shooting guard. Also, John Wall playing an excellent level of basketball. Like always, he scored 20 points at the game, but for his season so far, um, he's doing well at uh, 19 points per game, uh, two, two steals, nine assists, four total rebounds, 78 from the free throw line, which is decent. He's looking good. And I really do like how John Wall's playing this season. He has really stepped it up. But I think as an organization, as a whole, um, uh, Bradley Beal is one part we just had to let go of. Um, I think we do need to uh, build up younger players, younger stars. Uh, we need to possibly, which I don't think will happen, but... Uh, Durant going to the Wizards the hope is that he can go but my honest opinion is that he is not going to the Wizards after this season he has the option to but I really just don't think he will I think he's going to stay loyal to OKC he might surprise us he says he does like what the you know he says he likes being back home of course you know he's from that area but I don't think he's really going to uh I don't think he's really going to come come to 
the Washington Wizards. Just my opinion. Uh, also, second of all, like I mentioned earlier, was the NBA rule changes and what has changed the league. And I figured out uh, there is almost like what I call an agenda with this rule change. This is back from 2004 to 2005. Um, and this is directly from the NBA's website itself. If you search NBA rule changes, you'll see it listed. Uh, new rules were introduced to curtail hand checking, clarify blocking fouls, and call defensive three seconds to open up the game. And I want to focus on that last part. First of all, to open up the game. There is an agenda with this. The NBA wanted fast-paced basketball. They wanted this game to speed up. Uh, when teams were more defensive-oriented, it slowed down the game. That's a fact. It slowed down the game and made the game slower. Um, there's more strategy involved with it. I'm not saying there's no strategy whatsoever with basketball, but I'm saying there is more with it when they allow, you know, more defense more you know defensive you know people inside the paint playing defense when they allowed hand checking um there was also other rules um it's just it's crazy how the nba changed these rules just to help offensive players and shooters and i think Part of this is why Curry is doing so well. Only part of it. Curry's a talented player. I was I don't think anyone ever expected him to play at that magnitude. And that's another thing I want to get into was it is Curry. Curry versus Jordan. Warriors this season versus Bulls 95 and 96, which is the hot topic. Will the Warriors live up to the hype? And we'll see. We will see. Also, in NBA news, uh, the Nets have fired Billy King and head coach Hollins, Lionel uh, Hollins, both gone. And from Nets fans, they are ecstatic. They are happy. Um, you know, I'm happy for the Nets. I get rid of them. They have been cancer to the organization. The problem is that there is still no organization. Um, Adrian Wash, I'm just going to leave it at that. I can't say that last name. Um, no one, let's see, I'll say, quote, you know, word from word. Who is running the Nets for now? Unclear within organization. Almost all learn of firings via news release. There is literally no organization within the Nets. The Nets are a mess. Um, the Nets... And here's another bad thing. Uh, Billy King, even though he was fired, is going to help choose the new GM, which means possibly the new GM might be similar to him or might be as bad as him. But the fact that Billy King is going to be helping the team that fired him find a new GM. Or he's been reassigned. What, however you want to call it. Fire, reassigned. Um, I, I'm seeing different words um, for it. Um, they Okay, they reassigned him. Um, he is not GM. Uh, he's just there. I don't know. What, there's no other way to put it. Because... I don't know. It's just it's so unorganized. Um, even the owner, 
said that um, he said that um, it's clear from our current state of affairs that we need new leadership. Uh, with the right basketball management and coaching place, we are going to create a winning culture and identity and give Brooklyn a team that they can be proud of and enjoy watching. But it's like you're unorganized. Your team is trash. Uh, every, just about every player you signed within the past however many years is gone. Darren Williams was a bust. He faded off so fast. Uh, it's crazy how fast Darren Williams, he went from his prime to trash. He was never a true leader. There's no true leaders on that team. There's no true veterans on that team. Um, Brooke Lopez is constantly injured. Uh, Joe Johnson is honestly too old. Um, I don't see any players on this roster that can make a difference. They're going to have to make moves if they're going to become a winning team. Simple as that. Simple as that. This isn't the New Jersey Nets from 10 years ago when they had Jason Kidd on the team. This isn't the Nets that had Vince Carter on the team. This isn't the Nets that had Julius Irving on the team. This 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 iteration of the Nets is absolute garbage. They're absolute garbage. Anyway, uh, the Curry and Jordan comparison. Um, my take on it, first of all, I honestly don't like comparing player or comparing teams until the season's absolutely finished um there's no way i can predict what's going to happen with the warriors uh the warriors could become injured uh the warriors or not the warriors but a player on the warriors like curry thompson draymond green can become injured uh you know the the coach might sit out a player towards the end of the season, which might cause them to lose some games. And they're going to have to decide, well, are we going to, you know, risk the playoffs and possibly have an injured player? Or are we going to go break the Bulls record? Uh, there's a lot of decisions that have to be made from this team. But to me, the more ridiculous thing is the Michael Jordan and Stephen Curry comparisons. And it's amazing within the past 10 15 years uh there's always been a comparison of michael jordan and some great player michael jordan and kobe michael jordan and lebron and now it's michael jordan and curry and the kobe and lebron thing i understand i understand kobe has similar style to jordan he 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 played in a similar manner he was inspired by him you could see by the way kobe plays that he's inspired by jordan lebron um had the athleticism and you know had the the skill to possibly you know be at Jordan's level or past Jordan's level he's pat you know LeBron's starting to decline he's getting older he's starting to decline he has to decline completely but he's starting to you can see in the way he plays he plays differently he plays in a different style but um you know LeBron hasn't done it and now we're at you know Stephen Curry and now, this is the part where I tell you that it's ridiculous. It, it is ridiculous to compare uh, LeBron to Curry. Or, sorry, Jordan to Curry. Uh, first of all, I want to look at comparisons in from, from the beginning of their careers to, um, I guess, five, six years later. Um, 
from 2010 to 2015, Stephen Curry. Actually, no, no, no. Actually, I want to compare the 2015-2016 season Curry to the two or 1995-1996 season Jordan because that's where everyone wants to compare. Um, first of all, I want to say that they were at completely different ages. Jordan was a lot older. Uh, he had declined. Fact, he had declined. He wasn't at his peak. He wasn't at his prime. So at first, you know, at first, they, they there shouldn't really be a comparison because they're at completely different ages, at completely different skill levels. But I will compare per game stats. Um, for those seasons, Jordan had 30.4 points per game. Curry had 29.5 points per game for this season so far. Uh, Jordan had less turnovers at 2.4. Uh, Jordan had 0.1 above steals, 2.2 average steals per game. Um, Curry has 2.1. Um, Curry does have more assists. Jordan had more rebounds. Uh, Curry has a higher free throw percentage. Um, Curry has a slightly higher three-point percentage. Uh, Curry also has a slightly higher field goal percentage. But again, they're at different ages, at different you know points in their career. Now we have Michael Jordan and Stephen Curry, and how they were playing at the same age. So let's look at Michael Jordan at age twenty-six or twenty-seven. I'm sorry, age twenty-seven where he did win a championship and Stephen Curry at age 27 this current season. And if you compare them, yet again, uh, for the total uh, for their points per game, Jordan had more points per game. Jordan had more steals. Curry had more average assists. Uh, Jordan has a higher field goal percentage. Jordan did not have a higher three-point percentage, which is okay. Jordan played all 82 games, and that's where another problem is going to come in. I don't think Curry is going to be playing all 82 games. And I think that's going to hurt the possibility of the Warriors passing uh, the Bulls' uh, record. It might. You still have a long way to go. We aren't really at even the all-star break. Honestly, we'll find out in late March, early April, whether they did it or not. Also, the other comparison I want to make is Michael Jordan. And Stephen Curry. And I want to choose when they won their first ring. So Jordan won his first ring in the 89 to 90 season. And Curry won his first ring the last season. Actually, was it 88 to 89? It was, no, 90 to 91. Sorry. Jordan won the first ring in 90 to 91 season. He was 27 years old. And Curry won his first ring at 26 years old. And for to compare those two seasons, uh, Curry had 23.8 points per game. Jordan, 31.5. Uh, Jordan scored more points overall, 2,580. 
Curry 1,900. Curry has a lot of catching up to do. Um, Curry early on in his career uh, suffered a lot of injuries, so that held him back. Uh, there was really no real expectation from you know any sports fans that Curry's going to make it. Um, Curry, you know, he was a good shooter. I think people saw that he was good score for the NBA today, but. People weren't expecting him to be this superstar, this role model, um, this uh, playing at this caliber level that he does now. Uh, the last thing I want to compare also is uh, Curry versus Jordan um, up to age 27, um, cumulative, all the way up to, from the beginning of their NBA career, all the way up to uh, their sixth season. Jordan already has 16,596 points scored. Curry only has 9,746 points. Curry has more assists. Jordan has way more rebounds at 3,186. Uh, Curry does have a, high, a higher free throw percentage, which is okay. Um, Three-point percentage, Curry has a higher three-point percentage, but it's a different era. Um, he Curry's more wide open for three-point three-point shots. Of course, Curry's going to have more three-point, a higher three-point percentage because he can make more three-pointers. He's more wide open. There's no one defending him. The NBA is so focused on zone defense today more than man-to-man. -man. There's no hand checking. There's there's, it's way more offensively focused. It's a different league. Fact. And things are going to change. As as years go on, things are going to change. The way the NBA is today, was it, the, was it even the same as it was 10 years ago? The way the NBA is today isn't going to be the same as it is 10 years from now. It's going to be a completely different league. Completely, you know, my... Um, made possible rule changes um hack -a shack for example is a defensive strategy i actually you know support where you foul the person with the lowest free throw percentage i support hack -a shack because i see it as a strategy to help your team win i my 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 rule actually is do anything to win under any every circumstance do everything you can to win the game everything and the NBA is taking that away. I'm glad Adam Silver over the server made the decision not to take away Hackershack. But anyway, um, back to the comparison. Uh, Jordan had more minutes already. Jordan had more games played than Curry. Not by much, but he did have more. Uh, Jordan had more minutes played than Curry. Again, Curry started off his career injured. He, he didn't start off his career doing that well. People weren't expecting him to get far. He suffered major ankle injuries that held him back early in his career. That's the truth. That is the truth. And people weren't expecting him to make it. Um, it was 2011. Um, according to Wikipedia, uh, he has surgery on his right ankle to report to, to repair torn ligaments that were caused by multiple sprains from the season before. Um, his ankle did heal, but he re-injured it in the 2011-2012 season against the Spurs. Um, and then on February 22nd, he strained a tendon in his right foot in a game against the Suns. In April, he had another surgery 
Um, and that season, he only appeared in 26 regular season games, and his scoring average dipped. So Curry was really held back by injuries. Um, and without those injuries, would he have be closer to Jordan? Most likely. But we won't know because he was injured. And injuries happen in every sport. It's just part of the sport. But for now, to me, there is no comparison to Curry and Jordan. This is really Curry's second season playing at this caliber. There is no way we can compare him to Jordan. In all honesty, talk to me in seven years. Talk to me in seven years when Curry three-peats. Okay, twice. Uh, Curry and his team three-peats twice because uh, rings are a team accomplishment. When he beats Jordan's scoring record, when he's playing at a high caliber of points per game, when he's leading his team in a tough manner, when he can psychologically outplay his opponent, he's not at that point. He's basically allowed to score openly. That's where he's at right now. That's the reason. That's one reason he's playing so well because he's allowed to score well. Yeah, he can drive in the lane and score inside the paint. I've seen it many times, but man, he is defense barely plays on him. When I start seeing that and he can overcome that, then we can talk. But until then, there is no comparison. There, to me, there is no comparison to Jordan. I just don't see it because it just doesn't. It, 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 it The stats don't match up. This is the f first season he's playing, or his second season playing at this level. It just doesn't make sense. Six years from now, we'll see if he can stay healthy, of course, because I can't see into the future. We don't know if he'll stay healthy. He might re-injure his ankle for all we know. He might re-injure his foot for all we know. We don't know. The Warriors, there might be a significant injury on the Warriors that 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 hold them back from being able to surpass the um, Bulls' record. And then the thing is, for the Bulls' record to really even count, the Warriors had to make it to the finals and win. And the Bulls did make it to the finals easily. The Seattle SuperSonics were a tough team. People don't really give that team much credit. The 95 to 96 Seattle SuperSonics. Um, that, I think his name is Detlef. Man, I see, I'm bad at pronouncing names. That's kind of funny. Um, his name is, well, first of all, we had Gary Payton, or they had Gary Payton. Um, Sean Kemp that season. Uh, there were other, man, there were, oh, there he is, Detlef Scrimp. I know I pronounced that wrong, but that's, you know, they, they had a star caliber team. That was a tough team. The Bulls back then, they had the New York Knicks, another tough team. The Utah Jazz was a tough team. The Houston Rockets was a tough team. The Phoenix Suns was a tough team. All these difficult teams to beat. And the Bulls still aren't giving credit for it because people don't remember it. People don't do their research. So it's just sad that people just don't know basketball. They don't know. They, they, they make these comparisons without doing research. They don't look up stats. They don't look up footage. They don't look up games. They don't watch games. They don't care to because they just want to follow the agenda that ESPN sets forth to them. 
that's all they care about really is what ESPN and what um and what Stephen A. Smith and Skip Bayless is telling them on a daily basis. That's what they care about. And they care about the media hype. And I understand, I, man. When I was a little kid, I was on the hype machine, man. I was all about LeBron and the Cavs, LeBron, and the Heat, bandwagoning here, there, everywhere. And I realized as I got older, I looked like, I looked dumb bandwagoning and not doing my research. I, I was an idiot basketball fan. I, I, I wasn't a basketball fan. I was, I was like, I was, I don't know, I was just dumb. But other than that, that's it. That that's it. I'm I'm done talking about the comparison. Also, Draymond Green, by the way, this whole idea that he's a top ten player of the season and that he's he he's going to make he would have made it in the nineties if he played. And Draymond Green is at the level of um Dennis Rodman. Draymond Green um, is at the level of Hakeem and Shaq, even though he's a power forward slash center once in a while, but he's at the levels of these big men. Draymond Green, in all honesty, he if he was to face against Shaq, he would get demolished. If he was to face against Hakeem, he would get demolished. If he was to face against any big man from the past, he would get demolished. He is actually, to me, too small to be a forward. Forwards and centers are getting a lot smaller in the NBA today. And they're becoming more shooters. Anthony Davis, even though it doesn't happen all the time, he shouldn't be shooting from the three-point line. It doesn't make any sense. All these power forwards trying to shoot threes looks ridiculous. And a lot of times they miss too. But Draymond Green is not a top 10 player of the season. Draymond Green is not one of the best forwards of the NBA in the past 10 years. He's overhyped. He's, he's, it's, it's media hype. That's all it is, is media hype. Yes, he's playing the best basketball of his career. Fact of his career. But he's not the best overall in history in the past 10 years in the, of this season, period. End of the story. End of story. That's it. I'm done. I'm out.